So I was debating on how I would start the episode off. Like, what do I say? Do I say welcome to the show? Do I say this is your boy Uncle Phil? There's a lot of things I wanted to say to make it funny, but <laughs> but it didn't feel too organic. As I do this more often, I'll probably figure out a way to introduce the podcast without sounding so self-centered, even if the podcast is about me. So welcome to the second episode of ICUP with Uncle Phil. I wanted to talk about, or I wanted to go into more details about what I meant by research and how it ties to how my life has gone post not necessarily high school, but post-college um, graduation, because as you know, if you are Korean or any type of Asian, I only know anything about uh, Korean folk, but if you are the firstborn male in a Korean family, you're kind of burdened with the entire family name, no matter what, and every. <laughs> Any Asian person can attest to that, and it was really hard graduating college with a business degree, uh, like all A's, like I've never, like I was a whole Asian, never do bad type of person, so whenever I graduated and I could not get a job, it was really hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that I did everything like my mom said would happen like i even gained a scholarship for football i graduated with a business degree like i did everything and i just didn't get hired so i went into fitness for a while and that's whenever i started to do my own research because I knew I couldn't afford to go to school again, at least not at the moment. So I just, I became a CrossFit coach. That was my graduation present. Uh, my parents paid for a weekend seminar certification to CrossFit. And I did that for a couple of years before I landed um, the grocery store jobs. And then eventually my job that I currently have. And I wanted to share research because a lot of people, you know, over the past two and a half years, I mean, it's been more than that, but the past two and a half years, people have been like, oh, do your research, do your own research, look up your own stuff. But if you've noticed, and you might even notice this in yourself, that if you do research, you kind of only look through it in your own lens. And what that means is you'll find something, it might be completely the opposite of how you do something. Say a training modality, like you like doing high reps when you're doing weights. And then you see someone say, uh, do lower reps but heavier weight. And you're like, well, you know, if I just if I just used a medium weight and did medium reps, as in instead of doing 12, I would do 7 meet a little bit above halfway and you know that would be like the same thing I'm doing and I, w I noticed that I was only look I was doing a lot of research and only looking through my own biases and I was like well that's not a way to learn 
And I took my USAW weightlifting coaching course in 2015, and I did it with Ursula. And obviously, I knew all the basics of weightlifting. It was kind of just a formality to become a coach and have that tied to my name. At least, this is what I thought. When she explained weightlifting to me, it's not like she taught me anything brand new that I didn't know. But I never looked at it from a top-down approach. And that sparked an interest in me in why looking for the why of a lot of things like why do i do it like this do i understand what this person is saying because there's so many coaches out there trying to say that their way is the only way or you know your one-off fitness pages like oh do it like this and you'll be great or you'll watch your favorite international lifter not knowing that they're on a government or a state funded drug program, um, lifting with semi-poor technique, but getting great results. It's like, hey, like I, I kind of lift like him. Maybe I should try to keep lifting like him. And you don't really understand why they do that. And when it gets down to it, you figure out that, oh, this is the basis of everything and everything can expand from that point. And that's how I've treated everything in life. So I've recently picked up gardening as a really strong hobby because I've always wanted to be a farmer, as I said in the previous episode, but I didn't know how a way to get into the business. And farming is like level 10, where gardening is like level two. After I started my first garden, I realized that it was... It's not as hard as I thought, but it's so meticulous that at the time, I was rethinking of being a farmer. I was like, geez, if I'm having trouble with one plant, think about if your livelihood, (laughs) depending on these 10,000 plants doing well, and you have 100 fail. Now, that does leave you with 9,900 plants, but... You know, the the number is scalable. You don't want any failures. Now, who wants a failure, right? So I had to do my own research. I was doing so many varieties where I was I couldn't keep up with myself. So this year's garden, I kind of toned it down and started doing staple things that I wanted to do to get right. And I don't try to research out of my zone because it's not going to help me with what I'm trying to do. But once I establish that baseline of, okay, these work, this works in my garden, this works with my house positioning, this works with the amount of sun that they get. Then I can start moving on to more or different types of plantings or trying to figure out where things can fit in. So, on the topic of research, right? I'm doing all this research to try to find a stable ground to where I can expand. I wanted to talk about a little bit of uh, political standings. So, the first time I was ever introduced to politics was in fourth grade. 
Uh, I think that was 1998 or 97. I had just moved to Texas. And I think George W. and Al Gore were the candidates for presidency at the time. And I distinctly remember that we had a mock uh, voting for the kids. And, you know, if... If you don't come with anything good to prove to me, like, I just shut you down real quick. Like, if you say something dumb and like, oh, but you should try this and give me, like, the worst reason, I'm really not going to pay attention. I'm really not going to want to do the research to figure it out. You already proved to me that it's not even worth your time and you're just blindly promoting it. I distinctly remember some girl telling me, is like, if you like Gore, vote for Al Gore. And in my fourth grade brain, I'm like, what sense does that make? I'm just going to vote for George Bush because that sounds kind of funny. Bush, I'm in fourth grade. You got to <laughs> you gotta hand it to me. That's kind of funny when you're like, oh, I'm going to vote for the Bush. I mean, little did I know, and I still don't really know, but little did I know he was a Republican and apparently that's really racist or, or whatever name you want to spin it. So I am willfully ignorant in the political parties because to me I've seen so much divide and even my friends that I don't understand why you would be so um, adamant in supporting people that don't you don't really know and they're taking meet the media is taking sound bites of stuff that you don't or do want to hear. And we really need to have a more majority towards the middle ground, in my opinion. Now, I kind of done some research. And I always take the, you know, those one-off quizzes like, oh, select these different types of wants or needs and we'll place you in a political party. And by the mere fact that me liking guns usually puts me in a Republican Party, which I know people can be like, oh my God, you're a black guy voting for Republicans. I'm like, uh, you, I, I really don't know. I just selected the things I liked, right? And it's not really a support because I wanted to support a more middle ground centered type of person which when I was doing my own research was Joe Jorgensen. But then I looked at her vice president and he made it a point to say something like I would be the first Jew vice president of the United States. And I'm like, well, it's not it's not really about you. It's really about trying the best to serve and relate to the people of the United States. So by that fact alone, I mean, it's already weird like trying to be president and then trying to state that you'd be the first to do this. And I get it. Someone has to be the first to do something and it's going to be a big deal and take it how you want it. But for me, I wanted, I was trying to find somebody that was for the people and as least as they could bring attention to themselves. I know you have to. It's a it's a popularity contest. 
you know, you have to be kind of like known, but it's kind of hard for me to want to support anybody wholeheartedly. I like to listen to both sides of the parties and listen to anybody that's willing to talk because we're losing a lot of discourse in society nowadays. A lot of people want people silenced. They want people to not speak on anything that's not the way they want to. And you can't learn if someone's quiet. Now, I do agree. Some people are really dumb or have really stupid ideas. And their ideas will probably never go anywhere outside of their conversations. But even if you don't think you're wrong, or even if you think you're right, if you stay in an echo chamber, you'll never learn and you'll never evolve. And I want to, it's kind of funny to say that I'm glad that I never learned politics because now I don't have a bias. You know, I like certain things, but that's just because I like trucks or like dirt. And I like guns and I like hunting, but I like gardening and I like freedom and I like people being happy and I like helping. So if you just laid those out on the table, you wouldn't really know who I was until you asked me the question. And then we could have a discussion. And all those negative thoughts don't help people become better in their community. I always hated when somebody would try to promote what they're doing with negativity from the other side. So the most, I, I know this might upset some people, but a lot of people that are vegan like to show um, animals being slaughtered. And no, I don't think there's any person that truly likes to watch that. But if you fight negative with negative the other side is just going to push back more if you want to get your point across you need to be some sort of positive to figure out where you stand at a middle ground and i understand the media nowadays that you need the headline you need the big story you need the big point you need a flash you need a, a shock value but I feel like there's more people like me that like to understand and read into and research. And I never really liked those types of things. Like I would read a headline if the headline was so biased that I didn't feel like I could get information from it. I just didn't read it. And that report could have had the the greatest information in the world. But you saying that, oh, this is extremely bad. And then it says read more on page C2. Well, I'm not going to make it to C2 because this all I got was this is extremely bad. I like a more neutral headline. And I'm like, hey, this is what it is. Do your own research. This is what I'm giving you. And I know that kind of seems like a controversial statement nowadays. Being neutral and then trying to do your own research because then it's like oh are you crazy do you not believe this or do you not believe that and to be honest i just don't believe anything until i see it with my own eyes or if i do it with my own hands or if i figure it out on my own self you know you don't understand that the stove is hot until you touch it and then you don't do it again and 
that's my favorite analogy because even as an adult, I turned on the wrong burner and I've burned my hand because I didn't pay attention, right? And if you keep doing that, you're going to not want to go to the other side. So I think all those discussions usually just lead to negativity. And as a society, we need to live more on a common ground because we can have differences that happens there's seven billion people on earth and we've all lived seven billion different lives you know they could be kind of similar we all grow up we eat we drink we sleep we try to achieve but our experiences and our thoughts shape our future which brings me to my next point, and I think this is going to be my last point of the podcast today, is guests. So, yes, I do want to have a lot of guests on this podcast. Uh, I have a, a big interest in learning in general, but I can't afford, you know, I'm I'm recording this podcast with a webcam and a $30 mic that I bought off Amazon. I can't really afford to go to school as much as I want to like I would if I had the choice and school was free I'd just go to school forever I hate taking tests but I love learning and I think I'll have a better experience in learning if I speak to different people of different backgrounds of different uh, upbringings and different you know places in the world you know I have one upbringing of like hardcore discipline Um, supporting the family at a young age and being that guy having to figure stuff out on his own. Now, if you would have asked me, you would have never known that, you know, I was helping my mom learn how to read or helping my dad build a resume. Like, this is all the stuff that I did before I was in middle school. And a lot of people take that for granted, but you don't think about it until you get to a point where, oh man, was I really doing that? And then you have to look back at all your experiences and that molds you. You understand why you think the way you are. And not a lot of people look in the mirror and like, well, who am I? And I was lucky enough to be broke enough to (laughs) live by myself for a good four years and try to really understand who I was and what I wanted to be. Not necessarily career, job, life, but me. You know, I didn't want to let the stuff that I did define me. So I had to figure out who I was. And that's what I want to do with guests, man. And you don't have to be interesting you know i could just talk to one of my friends and i do have a couple of my friends lined up to speak on here so i can get used to the interview process because you know talking organically and doing a semi-interview process is a lot different i mean this is weird enough for me that i'm talking at my camera into a microphone uh, I tell you, um, the first, <laughs> the first podcast I recorded, I I pressed the record button and I sat here for forty five minutes because I was scared out of my mind to speak, and I if I don't I don't remember how long or what I said in the first podcast at the moment, but I've been watching and listening to podcasts for over a decade. 
Uh, I planned on doing this at least five years ago. I've been writing stuff down, trying to get ideas, trying to build up the confidence. And then earlier this year, I was like, you know what? I can't become great. I can't leave a footprint on the earth. I can't help if I don't try, if I don't start, if I don't do anything. And, you know, if this goes nowhere, at least you know, I got some enjoyment out of it and I did something. I can say I tried. If I fail, I fail. But at least I tried. And I kept going. And I kept trying. <laughs> but... I sat here for 45 minutes, blankly staring into my wall. I'm like, I wrote this down for the past three months. And did I really just sit here for 45 minutes and not do anything? But, you know, when you get over that fear, this was a lot easier. This one only took me two minutes because I started laughing too hard. <laughs> at the beginning and I didn't want to put that into the podcast but you know as we go along on this journey to the whoever's listening you know I appreciate you and this helps me a lot so with that being said this is going to be the end of the podcast um, I still really haven't set up my YouTube channel or Patreon you know because I still have a regular job and a lot of stuff to do but I'll try to take some weekends and get all that squared away and watch how-tos and try to set up set it up right so I can be as transparent as possible because my goal here is obviously the financial freedom, as I said, but the financial freedom to help wherever and whenever I can because there's a lot of causes that I believe in. There's a lot of people that need help. You know, I might not be the richest person might not have a whole bunch of money, but I try to give away or help out or do whatever I can with what I have. With that being said, I'm out. Thank you for listening. See you next week.